0: So we begin the uh, third session of Ruth, uh, in the book of Ruth. This is a story of God's redemption. It's a story of our redemption. Uh, again, um, Ruth is uh, a book that talks about the covenant the Lord has with his people, Israel, and the preparation for the kinsman redeemer, which will be fulfilled in the person of Jesus. Some of the key characters, of course, are Naomi, uh, an Israelite, who travels with her husband to uh, Elimelech, uh, to Moab. Um, they, were, they were actually leaving Bethlehem, which was where they had property, and their home because of a famine. And they lived for approximately about 10 years there. Uh, Elmech dies. Uh, Naomi's two sons dies. Uh, one of the sons marries Ruth. Um, uh The um, the other daughter-in-law remains as a Moab. Ruth says, I want to go with you. I want your people to be my people, your God to be my God. And so um, Ruth begins her process of conversion. And uh, Naomi receives her, in um, in a sense, to bring her back uh, into Bethlehem, bring her to Bethlehem, I should say. And then Boaz emerges onto the scene as the potential kinsman redeemer that can solve all the problems for both Naomi and Ruth. Um, So this chapter, chapter three, talks about the marriage proposal. So we'll take a look at that. I wanna begin first by, before we get to that, before we get to the actual scripture, by looking, the Catechism states in 1611, seeing God's covenant with Israel in the image of exclusive and faithful married love, the prophets prepared the chosen people's conscience for a a deepened understanding of the unity and indissolubility of marriage the books of Ruth and Tobit bear moving witness to an elevated sense of marriage and to the fidelity and tenderness of spouses. Tradition, tradition is always seen in the Song of Solomon a unique expression of human love insofar as a reflection of God's love, uh, a love strong as death that many waters cannot quench. So, so the, the book of Ruth, along with Tobit uh, and the Song of Solomon, ju- just simply expresses that uh, high sense of marriage that the Old Testament had, the tenderness of spouses, the fidelity of spouses. And it also uh, pictures, as it were, um, that God. as a reflection of God's love in the marital, marital state, a love as strong as death. Uh, so, so I think it's important to see the nuptial, the catechism goes on to say in 1612, the nuptial covenant between God and his people Israel had prepared the way for the new and everlasting covenant in which the Son of God, by incarnate and given his life, Has united himself to himself in a certain way, all mankind saved by him, thus preparing for the wedding feast of the Lamb. So, what God does with Israel, and we see this uh, in the book of Ruth as well as Tobit, Song of Solomon, uh, expressing that marriage covenant, the nuptial covenant, is really going to be a foreshadowing of the covenant that the Lord makes with his people through Jesus, the Word made flesh as a redeemer, and foreshadowing the wedding feast of the Lamb, which means all those who have joined themselves to Christ and are part of Christ and his people sit down for the marriage feast of the Lamb. So, so with that in mind, we'll go to uh, Ruth, the book of Ruth, and we want to be able to look at, uh, in today's chapter 3, uh, looking at um, what exactly is taking place here um, in terms of the marriage proposal. What is the dynamic, as it were, of this marriage proposal? Um, and what is it, What is the Lord saying to us through it? So let's turn to the Lord in prayer. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Lord, we come into your presence this day. We come before your word. We bow our hearts and minds before your words. We come with our own sin and imperfection and ask for your cleansing of heart and mind and spirit. And we pray, Lord, that as we approach your word, we're approaching you and we approach your word with a sense of openness to the revelation and the grace you have for us. Help us to see in the nuptial covenant that is being reflected here between Ruth and Boaz, the covenant you make with your people, not only Israel, but also those of the new covenant through your son, Jesus. And we pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen. So, um, just to give a little bit of background here before we get into chapter 3, is that um, uh, Naomi and uh, Ruth are operating under uh, a Levite law, which says that um, if there's no son to hand the property over to, then it's the nearest relative uh, as a kinsman redeemer that gets the land. Uh, So, that's what uh is taking place here and so this marriage proposal will take place between ruth and boaz is actually a seeking of a kinsman redeemer to inherit the land now they're going to boaz um the harvesting and threshing um season is in full swing uh the workers oftentimes will sleep on the floor so naomi Naomi gives ruth a lot of instruction about um getting herself ready to go and meet Boaz on the threshing floor at night. So she's to bathe, she's to anoint herself, she's to wear good clothes, better clothes. Uh, Ruth is destitute, basically, and poor, but she's to wear better clothes than what she has, and she does. Um, And she's basically to take off his shoes, which is a a sign of marriage proposal, and then lay next to him. It's a bold move. It's an open-ended plan. Um, And... uh, Ruth is a woman of virtue uh, it can be certainly misunderstood it's taking place by Boaz as well as other people um and so it's it's quite uh bold in in this uh, and then we will also look at the, uh, the response that Boaz makes to Ruth and then how Ruth goes to Naomi uh, and the role that Naomi plays uh in this as well so um so that's kind of the plan. So we'll take a look at verse 1, chapter 3 verse 1 um, of Ruth. It says they her daughter and her mother-in-law said to her, "My daughter, shall not seek a home for you that may be well with you." Now, seeking a home was something that Ruth needed uh, because she was destitute. She was poor. She basically had no rights. She was a gentile coming from Moab into Jewish territory. So, uh, here we see a reflection of the need for redemption, the need for which is exactly what the home implies here, the need for redemption, um, the need for provision, the need for security. This is all what the home means to to this person, to Ruth and to Naomi, for that matter, because she, uh, Naomi, would be would also experience this redemption as well. So the word for in Hebrew for security is. Manoah, it's M-A-N-O-A-H. It means stability, it means security, it means a place of rest, a, a place of provision. And of course, this is all symbolic of redemption. Jesus says in Matthew 12, 11, verse 29, Take my yoke upon your shoulders and learn from me, for I am humble uh, of heart. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. So the rest and protection in one's home is really ref- looking to Jesus as the, as the place of true rest and security for us. Verse 2 through 4, we see where um, Naomi goes on to say, now, now it's not Boaz our kinsman with those maidens uh, you were. Uh, see it is in winnowing, winnowing barley tonight. He is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash therefore, anoint yourself, put on your best clothes and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down and he will tell you what to do. And she replied, I will, uh, all that you say, I will do. So, well, very explicit, detailed instructions given by, given by Naomi to Ruth. Uh, why is that? Well, first of all, um, this whole thing could, is a bold move on Naomi's part regarding Ruth. She could say yes to this, Ruth could say this, or she could say no to this. However, uh, she says, as you heard in verse 5, she will do this. Um, she had to agree to it. Um, and we see that um, it's, it's, this whole thing could be misunderstood by Boaz and by others who witness what Ruth is doing. Um, on top of that, there is another relative that's closer to them in terms of um, age-wise to uh, Naomi's husband that actually they should have gone to first but did not. They went to Boaz instead. So that's, this will come up towards the end of, of this um, of this chapter, so uh, Naomi then uh, gives Ruth these explicit instructions, and we see where um, this—it's uh, for for Ruth. It's no longer a place of distress or hopelessness that's gripping her heart, but now there's the hope of a Redeemer. Um, Ruth could have married a younger man in town. She was she herself was a younger woman, um, younger than Boaz uh Boaz will call her my daughter which indicates his uh elderliness, uh in relationship to to Ruth um but Ruth is seeking um redemption and provision through Boaz as uh and she would not gotten that from a younger man um she would not gotten the provision necessary so also too uh she wanted to provide for Naomi uh a child that would continue the family line so So she changes clothes, uh, which is a sign of going from unrighteousness to putting on a robe of righteousness. This is reflective of our baptism and coming to Christ, where we put off the old and put on the new. Uh, Also, the cleansing that she does is showing the sign of our need for repentance. So we come to Christ with a repentant heart, which means that we recognize our need for a Redeemer, a Savior. Um, So, um... So she, so to go for Ruth to go to the foot of, uh, the feet I should say of Boaz is indication of her going to is symbolic of going someone approaching the foot of the cross and approaching Christ for redemption. If you remember, at Good Friday we will often, oftentimes venerate the cross by coming to the cross and maybe kissing it, bowing before it. Uh, some kind of act of humility and reverence to show that I come to the cross repentant to receive of the sacrificial mercy and love and forgiveness that the, the Savior offers. Uh, for her to, to lay at his, his feet and take off his shoes is a sign of servanthood or um, a, a place of wanting to serve him, and it's a request for marriage as well. It also says that Ruth wants to be part of Boaz's life. Jesus talked about this in becoming and becoming followers of his. He said this in Matthew 16, verse 25. So whoever will save his life and uh, shall lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. So so this is, uh, Bo, this is Ruth, uh, and you can see the symbolism here pointing to the redemptions found in Christ. Let's take a look at verses 5 through 7. Ruth uh, says, all that uh, you say I will do, this is to Naomi. So this is the... Demonstration of obedience, verse six and seven. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as the mother-in-law had told her and when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of the grain and she came softly, uncovered his feet and lay down. Okay, so um, I want to focus in on verse five, particularly the obedience of Ruth. Uh, she had to follow the instructions of Naomi carefully, discreetly, which was some skill on her part. And um, again, this could be misunderstood by so many people. Boaz was a very esteemed man, a leader in Bethlehem. So both Boaz and Ruth's reputation were very much at stake here. She could have Ruth could have easily been tagged as a woman of loose morals. Um, but here we see obedience. Ruth's obedience to Naomi's explicit instructions. Uh, obedience is necessary to follow Christ, obeying Christ's teachings, obeying his his word to us. Um, This is how the Lord tells us that we can uh, be rescued and redeemed. Um, So, we just come to Christ seeking a Redeemer, but we also come to Christ as a follower, obeying his teaching and applying his word to our life. So, um, this is what Ruth's actions are. Um, So, when Ruth uncovers the feet of Boaz, um, we see where... Uh, again, this awakens in verse eight, and nine to follow says that uh, at midnight, the man was startled, turned over and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, Who are you? And she answered, I'm Ruth, your maidservant, maidservant, spread your skirt over your maidservant for your for you are next of kin. Um, so and so the spreading of skirt over her was a sign of a proposal of marriage. It was a sign of betrothal. Uh, certainly, Boaz would have been deeply impressed. Um, up to this point, Ruth had a very virtuous reputation. She was young, beautiful. Uh, Boaz was elderly. Um, this was uh, certainly uh, a, a sign of um, great honor to Boaz. Um, and uh, Of course, it's uh, reflective of... Um, Hurt Ruth's request for redemption and provision. This is all what's taking place in verses 8 and 9 with that. Uh, we move on to verse 10 through 15, and he said, uh, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. Again, this indicates his elderliness over her. But you have made his last kindness greater than the first, uh, in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. So, so Boaz recognizes that Ruth could have gone after younger men. And in verse 11, and now my daughter, do not fear, I will do for you all that you ask, for all my fellow kinsmen, townsmen rather, know that you are a woman of worth. And now it is true that I am near kinsmen, yet there is a kinsman nearer than I. There, so there's another relative here that's even closer to uh, Naomi's deceased husband that they should be approaching, uh, but they didn't do that. So verse fifth verse thirteen remain this night in the morning, if you will do the part of the next of the kin for you, um if he will do the part of the next kin for you uh well, then let him do it, for it is not willing if he's not willing to do the part of the next the kin for you, then, as the Lord lives, I will do the part of the next of the kin, lie down till the morning, so she lay at his feet until morning, but arose before. One could uh, recognize another, uh, another, and he said, Let not it be known that the woman came to the threshing floor, and he said, Bring the mantle you're wearing and hold it out. So she did. He measured out six uh, measures of barley and laid it upon her, Then she went into the city. So um, what we see here is Ruth seeks marriage for the purpose of redemption, and uh, she also wants to have a child to carry on the family name. She wants to do this for Naomi. Remember, she said that your people are my people. Your God is my God. So this reflects Christ. You know, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but all are redeemed through the blood of and redemption found in Christ. So uh, this is, again, a, a critical part. Um, and Boaz is blessing her with the provision, the barley and so on. Um, but Boaz recognizes that this is not quite right because there's another relative that he has to go and speak to that relative, so he does uh, he will he will do that that's the suspense holding out so it's very likely at this point in our story the suspense is that the other relative could say, "No, I want the property and I want Ruth and then that's the end of the story so we have to wait till chapter four next week to find out the rest of the story Verses sixteen and seventeen says this. And so when she came to the mother-in-law, she said, How did you fare, my daughter? Then she told her all the man had done for her by saying, These six measures of barley he gave to me. uh, For he said, You must not go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. She replied, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out. For the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. So she knows that Boaz will settle this real quickly. And uh, uh, what do we see in Naomi here? Well, she's a witness to what the Lord's work is between this couple of Boaz and Ruth. She's a witness to a plan of redemption here. And so, uh, and so um, here we see the significance of Christian witness, that we tell our story, the story of how Christ has worked in our life. Yes, we're imperfect. Uh, we still sin. We have our own issues. We're not quite redeemed yet. We like to say around here at St. Patrick's that we are... Um, we're Christians under construction, so the Lord's still working with us. But nonetheless, we have a witness, a witness that points to what Christ has done in our life, points to the glory of his name. So how important is we share our witness and share our story? Okay, so let's summarize here before we conclude for today. And um, so what are we looking at here? Basically, we're seeing that what Ruth does in approaching Boaz as a kinsman, redeemer, to make provision for her and also to pass on the family line of Naomi uh, is Ruth is seeking a redeemer. We seek a redeemer and find it in Christ. We come to the foot of the cross. We repent of our sins. We want to become a follower of Jesus and obey him and trust him and make his teaching applicable to our life so it changes our life. We submit our lives to the teaching of his word Um, and uh, because we see in him the redemption that we need for our life. And we want to give witness to the work of the Lord and give testimony to how the Lord is working, not only in our life, but what we see in the lives of others. So let's pray. So Lord, we thank you for, uh, Father, for, thank you for your plan of salvation. Thank you so much for the the, the power and the beauty of the nuptial blessing, um, the nuptial covenant uh, as symbolized in marriage, uh, the covenant of a man and a woman, uh, but also the covenant that points to Christ himself coming and becoming the sacrificial uh, atonement, the Lamb of God, um, struck down for our sins but raised up on the third day. And we thank you for the Eucharistic banquet as a foreshadowing of the wedding feast of the Lamb. We give you praise for uh, the redemptive love that you have for us in your Son, Jesus. So, Lord, we pray that uh, we may turn away from our sins and we may resolve this day to obey you and to live out your teaching in our life, to apply it uh, so that we can be a people who live in the redemptive provision you make for us that transforms us, that puts off the old and puts on the new, that sets us free from patterns of sin and dysfunctional patterns of living and gives us a new beginning, a new life, a new power at work in us. And we pray all this through Christ our Lord. Amen.